This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Folks, we've brought in our car review associate, Casey Williams from Auto Casey. He's going to give us some firsthand comments about some of the cars that he's gotten to test. Hello, Casey. Hi, Liz. Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me on again. We are so glad to have you. Um, as producer for the show, I picked topics and had noticed a statistic, uh, a research from the website iccars.com. And this is a website I wasn't familiar with. It brands itself as the kayak.com for people in the market to buy a car. And it aggregates all the listings of used cars for sale into one site. And this analysis was over 660,000 cars that had model years 1981 to 2005 that were sold last year by their original owners. So then these are cars that lasted at least 15 years with an original owner, and they analyzed to see what cars were most likely to be kept for 15 years. Um, Allison, how long would you say, I mean, you know, cars now have gotten to where they have lasted longer. Uh, was it about 15 years ago when cars started lasting longer? What were, do you know what some of the changes in the automotive, uh, maintenance or building of them? Because, you know, it used to be, you got a new car, you know, some people got a, a d- new car every two years or every four years and, uh, you know, a lot of times cars really didn't last that long. Some of the changes are the coil on plug technology where the instead of having ignition coil with the distributor that times the engine, the computer does it, and that makes it more accurate so that everything runs more smoothly and therefore it lasts longer. So that's one of the major changes is um, – everything running through the computer to time the engine so that everything runs smoothly together. So that's that's probably the, the biggest change that caused things to be more reliable on vehicles. Well, between your vehicle repair questions, we're going to go through some of this list. I'm going to back off. Uh, we're going to find out with some of the models that Casey has test driven, and we'll find out, you know, we'll get Allison's input on the cars that she's worked on. Hopefully, Allison hasn't worked on many of these cars because they have lasted so long. But if you have a question for Allison or for Casey Williams, our car review expert, We'd love for you to ask your question. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We can talk about how long cars last, but also just take your regular vehicle repair questions. So real quick, the top 10 vehicle owners kept for 15 years or longer by the website iccars.com. They were ranked number one. Toyota Prius, two, Toyota Highlander, 
three, Toyota Tacoma, four, Toyota Sienna. Are you noticing a pattern here, folks? Five. Seems to be a trend. <laughs> Toyota Tundra. Six, Honda CRV. Seven, Honda Pilot. Eight, Subaru Forester. Nine, Toyota Forerunner. And ten, Toyota Sequoia. Well, let's let's start with the Prius. Casey, you're our guest. Uh, what is your opinion on the Toyota Prius? I think that's probably the most interesting on the list because you know when the Prius came out, you know, almost 20 years ago, I think people wondered how long the batteries would last, and it was always Toyota's position that the batteries would pretty much last the life of the car, and it turns out they are. You know, people are driving their Priuses 15 years and more and putting hundreds of thousands of miles on them. And, and the cars are lasting. So I think that's probably the most interesting one on that list. Um, if, if you'd asked me before I saw the list, you know, what would be on it, I probably would have guessed Toyotas, Hondas, Subarus would be the ones that fall on that list. And that's pretty much the list. But, you know, seven out of 10 are Toyotas. That's pretty impressive. Allison, you have a lot of experience with Toyotas, and you're also a Prius owner. What year was, are you the original owner of your Prius? And what year is its model year? I'm not the original owner. It's a 2009, and I also own a 2006 Toyota Highlander. So I had to. I have the top two on there right now. Both of them are really nice vehicles. Um, I am in a position where I'm having to replace the battery in my Toyota Prius. So at about 11 years is kind of average for you to start having a problem with this, which is considered beyond the life of the car. Um, so you know, overall, it's it's. It's been a good car. I like that the the windows still roll up and down really well, and um, you know most everything generally works in it. Um, so that they're a good car. The the gas engine in them doesn't have to work as hard as a regular gas engine because of the hybrid technology on the car. So to make it last longer for most models, and uh, so overall, it's a very comfortable car and it can tow. It, it can you can load it down with a lot of stuff. It actually has a lot of room in the vehicle once you put the lay the seats down. So it's it's overall it's a very nice car. Talking about the Prius, the the hybrid battery and the cells and how expensive the battery is, Allison. Uh, one time you had mentioned about being able to replace individual cells rather than the entire thing. Is the, is that possible? Well, I studied it a lot more and went into further detail, and it takes special machines to balance out those modules and um, take some finesse, a lot of finesse. And, uh, and so it's best just to go ahead and buy one that all the, all the modules have been replaced. Each module contains about three cells, two or, two or three cells. I'm, I can't remember exactly. And um, so it's the modules that you're actually replacing. But the thing to do is to get one that each the modules have to be balanced throughout the the battery to match each other so if you replace just two or three modules then you're it's going to be unbalanced and you're liable to still get codes for needing a hybrid battery system so it's best just to replace the whole hybrid battery and there's some great companies out there that do that these days so there's, there's options, and um, and you can still get a new battery from Toyota also. Is this something you could get at Pull Apart? <laughs> yes, yeah, some people do buy junkyard batteries. You, you, you can do that. 
let's, if they're available. Mostly they get sold quickly. Yeah. Let's go with the Highlander, number two on IC.com's list of over 660,000 cars that were kept at least 15 years by their original owners. What do, what do you know about the Toyota Highlander, Casey? It's a vehicle I like a lot, especially, you know, the early ones. Were high, I mean, they're, they're all crossovers, but it was highly based on the Toyota Camry, you know, which is also a car that tends to last a very long time. Um, but they drive nice, very smooth. You know, it was one of those early crossovers where it didn't have a full frame. You know, it really was car-based and, and handled and rode like a car. Um, and, and I've seen, you know, a lot of those of the first generations, you know, still on the road, too. So that's not a surprise. The, the new ones are fantastic. You can get hybrid systems in them. You know, three rows, very big, very luxurious, very comfortable. Allison, tell us about your Toyota Highlander that you have. It's a really nice car, and like Casey said, it drives really smooth. Um, it, it is car-based, so that what that means is that they basically they took a Camry and turned it into an SUV instead of on a truck frame, which like a Nissan Xterra is still on a truck frame. Uh, Chevy Tahoe, those are actually on truck frames. They're not unibodies. Um, so the so that basically makes it where the Highlander has a real car-like smooth feel to it. So mine drives really good, and um, it's only got a few minor things that I've got to clear up on it, and then I'm selling it. It's a great vehicle. It's a really nice vehicle. Fantastic. Well, we have a call. Let's go to Ocean Springs and talk to Dennis. Dennis, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison and Casey Williams? Uh, good morning. Um, my my comment is, I guess, about the longevity of cars. Uh, a lot of it is they're they're just built so much better. Um, if you look at things like how often they used to recommend that you had to change your oil, and even the types of oil that you use, you know, all those all those have been extended way out. Uh, the computer control and the fuel injection, electronic fuel injection, is so much more efficient than uh, carburetors were. And if you look at anybody that's been buying cars for a while, the engines basically do everything better. They run cleaner, they get better mileage, they have more horsepower, uh, and they don't require as, as much service. So a lot of it is just technology marching on. The other thing is the quality of the things we put into them. Uh, we didn't used to have like detergent, high detergent gasolines, and and even just the oil technology, the synthetic oil and stuff that they have now. Everything has just gotten a little bit better. Of course, all that's going to change with electric cars again, but that's okay. That's the way technology works. Uh, thank you. I'll I'll, be, I'll get off the air. Fantastic, Dennis. We love your comments. Thank you very much. You made some very good points for sure. Yeah, he couldn't have said any better. Send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about cars that have lasted the best over the last 15 years. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
A contractor ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Our guest today is Auto Casey, Casey Williams, a car reviewer that we, as our buddy for AutoCorrect. If you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Okay, recalls for the week. Well, there's been an announcement that Ford is going to recall 2.7 million vehicles because of the Takata airbag inflators. I can't read out all 2.7 million types of vehicles. We'll have that information on the page for this show. Fusion, Rangers, Edge, uh, Lincolns, Mercuries. We'll have all that listed on the information for this show or... You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall. Put in your VIN number, or you can find their Safer Car app. We're talking today about which cars have lasted over 15 years. We're looking at a survey from IC Cars. Dot com that they've lasted over 15 years and had a one owner that was sold in 2020. We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. We've got a full bank of phone calls. Allison, one person who couldn't stay on the line back to the Toyota Prius, was, which was ranked number one, and about the battery. From buying a brand-new battery from Toyota to finding one at a junkyard, what would be the range of cost to change out a battery? It can range anywhere from buying one at a junkyard. I'm not sure how much they go for sale at a junkyard. I imagine it's about 200 something dollars. Um, and then doing it yourself, which takes, if you've never done it before, it, could, it takes about two hours maybe to do, so it's not very involved. Um, up to $1,900 for a brand-new battery from Toyota, which you have to pay for the core first, which is $1,300-something, which brings your total to about $3,000-something for a new battery from Toyota. But once you bring the core, which is the old battery, your old hybrid battery, back to them, you get back $1,300-something. It comes out to about 1900 for a new battery. Remanufactured with it installed and including the battery is averaging around fourteen to sixteen hundred dollars that I've have found. Great, great information. Okay, let's go to Greg in Byram. Greg, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Oh, well, I have a question, but my comment for keeping cars for 15 years, I don't think I ever, ever owned a car, new or used, for less than 15 years. So, um, it's, all, it's been all kind of brands, all kind of cars. I've always owned them for a long time. You must take good care of them, Greg. Good for you. Yeah. I think that's what I basically do, just keep up the regular maintenance on them. And, and I know how to do basic stuff like brakes and change the generator, stuff like that. I, I can do that on my own. So I, I think that helps. 
fantastic. My question, is, my question is not about a, um, a Toyota, it's about a, a, a 2011 um, uh, Kia Optima that my son and my daughter-in-law have, and they're, they're trying to keep it and they're doing certain little work on it. And, you know, the car seems to run pretty good, but they're having a problem with the light, the brightness of the light. And, uh, you know, he's changing the bulbs. He's putting the best bulb. He puts the best bulbs he can, he, he can in it, but it's, it's still, it doesn't seem to shine as bright as it needs to be for, for headlights. So uh, I, I want to know if you guys have any kind of suggestions you can give me to, to, to let him know to, to help him with that. Has it glazed over and got that oxidation that happens on lights? What, excuse me? Has it glazed over and gotten that oxidation that happens on headlights? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the, the the front of it. Now he he, yeah. he cleaned it up with that you know the stuff they sell at AutoZone where you can yeah. clean it. And, yeah, he he bought that and he did he, he did that and it helps some, but it, it still doesn't seem the the lights doesn't seem. The, I, I was thinking it could be the wire harness or something, but um, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, the, to, to further check that, you might want to take it to an automotive electrical specialist to, to check that or independent shop um, and to see if it's getting all the voltage needed to it. It could be in a car like that. It may have the ballast that's going out on it, depending on what kind of headlights it has. So uh, okay. there's a few things that could be checked. Okay, so bring it, bring it to like an electrical specialist where they can look at the electrical system to see if it's getting enough voltage or whatever, right? Right. I was thinking that. I was thinking the same thing. You know, we, we were trying to do it in his garage while we were looking at the game and everything. So, you know, it, we, all of, we wasn't thinking of everything at that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it may be that you might want to upgrade to the new xenon lighting or something like that. That'll be really bright, like the new car. So, yeah, that, yeah no, that's um, the route that I would take. Okay, I'm going to suggest that light. Now, we did buy the best light we could find at AutoZone. It, it was like the one that shines the best. It was a little bit more yeah. expensive, but, but it still it, it seemed like it didn't shine as bright as that we needed it to. So, what was the name of that light you said? The, the new one? The Xenon, it's spelled with the X. Uh, okay, Xenon. Okay, I got, I got it. Yeah, I can do it. I'm going to remember that. Okay, okay, so that's what we'll do, and then we'll get it checked. But, well, thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Listen to your show all the time. Thank Fan you. Fantastic, Greg. We appreciate you. Let's go to Biloxi and talk with Larry. Larry, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Hey, good morning. i got to put a plug in for the Prius. Uh, I've got one that I've had almost almost 15 years. It's 2006. Um, it was a pre-owned one. It only had about 200 miles on it when we got it. Somebody bought it and didn't like it, turned it back in. So it's almost was almost new. Um, really have liked it. Um, replaced the main battery once. Uh, I was dreading doing that. They told us what the price was at. Don't remember now what it was. Are you talking was. about the 12 volt battery or the hybrid battery? Talking about the hybrid battery, the big one. Okay. Uh, it was it was way cheaper than than the uh, initial cost. And sounds sounds like it's even come down a whole bunch uh, less uh, in the meantime. 
I've replaced the I've replaced the auxiliary battery twice. Um, the uh, the other thing is maintenance. Is that it's very very frugal on maintenance. Uh, typical maintenance is under a hundred bucks every time I take it in, and we've had it serviced at Toyota every time. Um, so we've been very happy with that. Brakes last forever with a, with the hybrid braking, uh, the electric motor braking. They just don't wear out. Um, so I, I think I had maybe 120,000 miles on it before I had uh, anything done to the brakes at all. Maybe more than that. I've got about 230,000 miles on the vehicle now. The only, the only thing that's annoying me right now is the, um, the automatic tire pressure sensors. Uh, and the thing that's annoying is not the cost of getting them replaced. It's the... Uh, uh, the charge to have the the analytic charge to figure out which one is broken, and which costs almost as much as the sensor itself. So anyway, the next time it goes in, the last two are going to get replaced, whether they need it or not. Anyway, that's my yeah, comment. I, I highly recommend it, and I see why it's number one. Awesome. Yeah, those tire pressure monitor systems on all cars are very finicky um but they're there for people who, who don't check their tires regularly and, to, and it kind of lets you know ahead of time if you're about to get a flat and that's that's about all they're good for so yeah, the, the, newer system, the, the newer systems are better because it on the display inside the car it'll tell you which tire it is so yeah you, know, you don't have don't have to pay the mechanic to run his diagnostic test to tell you which one to replace right so anyway i got a couple to replace now other than that it's it's running great awesome that's good to hear okay keep up the good work thanks larry we appreciate you calling in we're talking today about the top 10 vehicles that owners have kept for 15 years or longer according to research by iccars.com they researched over 660,000 cars that were put up for sale in the year 2020 that were at least 15 years old and were being sold by their original owners the top five cars were Toyota Prius, Toyota Highlander, Toyota Tacoma, Toyota, Toyota Sienna, Toyota Tundra. But Allison is also here to take your vehicle repair questions. And we've got our guest, Casey Williams, auto Casey, auto reviewer, who can talk about reviewing cars. But let's go to another Allison. This one is in Ocean Springs. Ocean Springs, Allison, thanks for calling in. Hi, thanks. I just um, I have a question, but I also wanted to say that I am a huge Honda Toyota person. We had a 1988 Honda Civic that we donated to Colorado Public Radio in 2011. So, and it was still running and still a great car. We have a 2003 Honda Civic that's still running and a 2014 Highlander, that Toyota Highlander that we love. But my question is, our 2003 Honda Civic, it's still running. I have a 15-year-old son who's going to be turning 16 and um, would love to give him this car if it makes it that long. But the tint on the windows is peeling and making it pretty hard to see through the rear and kind of the passenger side um, windows. And is there any tips on trying to get tint off windows? 
Oh, man, I wish Q was on right now. My partner at work, um, he does tent and would know, but probably taking a hair dryer uh, against it and, and getting that tent off that way, uh, you know, letting it heat it up and then pulling it off. I assume okay. one of the ways that they take it off. Another one is using a heat gun um, that we use for electrical to to shrink the heat shrink on electrical wiring and stuff when we're repairing and doing that. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not real sure. Maybe Google it and look it up and see if you can find some tips on doing tent and pulling tent off the windows. Or... Um, Maybe having it retinted and letting whoever retints it pull it off. They probably have some tips that they've, they've used over the years. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Allison from Ocean Springs, hang on. Yes. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to have Jay White get your phone number, and we'll get in contact with our upholstery guy, and we'll get you an answer. So hang on, Allison from Ocean Springs. Our email address where you can send a question is auto at mpbonline.org. We're going through a list of cars that the original owners have kept for at least 15 years, but that's just between your repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. Our guest today is Casey Williams. He's known as Auto Casey on YouTube. He's a vehicle reviewer, and we highlight his reviews on our show each week. We hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our program on the air for you and for others to enjoy. Thank you for contributing to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Remember, AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. And what is in the news? I'm hearing all sorts of Chevrolet Corvette news. And this was an interesting thing. It says that after driving 500 miles, something wonderful happens to new Corvette Chevrolets. Uh, Chevrolet Corvettes, the engine's torque, the key to blazing fast starts, 
increases about 30%. The car gets faster and the V8 engine revs higher, developing full power and letting Z51 models hit their advertised sub 3.0 seconds 0 to 60 miles per hour time. Allison, it says it does this, it restrains the engine the first 500 miles because new cars require a break-in period. We've mentioned that on the show before, haven't we? Um, I think so. And uh, what what do you think about the Corvettes, Casey? Fantastic. I've had um, both the coupe and the convertible in the last several months, they are they're just super fast. You know, th- there was a lot of concern about going to the mid-engine. You know, it used to always be a front-engine car, and there was some concern that the enthusiasts wouldn't like the mid-engine as much. But I think the first time somebody drives one, they just quit worrying about it. And it's still a Corvette. It's still plenty roomy inside of it. You still get luggage in it. Stop. The top still comes off. Um, the convertible now has a, a power hard top, so you don't have a canvas top flapping in the wind anymore. Um, just great cars. And the break-in period is very smart. You know, we always, always used to have the advice of, you know, breaking your car. Now it, now it forces that break-in period. They, they just don't want new owners to go out and over-rev the engine and tear up the car in the first 500 miles. So that's a really smart thing to do. Which you might do if you got a brand new car. You might. <laughs> I, pr- I probably would be tempted. <laughs> I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at Casey Williams's channel, Auto Casey. He has lots of videos of lots of cars, and he's in a red uh, 2020 Corvette Stingray. And uh, it, it, I think your smile is bigger on the <laughs> Corvette pictures. <laughs> Not that you aren't happy looking in the other ones, but I think you'll have a big smile on these Corvette pictures. We're no, ta- I got, when, go ahead. When I got that, when I got that car, I planned to have a half day off work, and I like just drove around all afternoon. Went and got my dad. You know, drove around, drove around the state for a couple hours, and just just had a great time with it. We're talking about cars today that original owners have kept for at least 15 years. ICcars.com has a analysis. We'd love for you to email your questions uh, anytime. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. William has called in from Starkville. William, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Uh, I have uh, one of each, but I want to get the question first. My wife directed me. We have a 2006 Toyota Highlander SUV hybrid. Uh, We only get about 20 miles per gallon in the city and only about 23 on the highway, which doesn't uh, doesn't seem good. Uh, we uh, uh, we just wondered if there we put 12 volt battery under the hood. Uh, actually, we did it twice. They gave us the wrong one first, and then discovered that uh, that there's a special battery for the hybrid. Is there another big hybrid battery in the car that uh, may be uh, spoiling our gas mileage, or is there only the one battery under the hood? Um, so I actually bought a hybrid Highlander before I bought my Prius, and it was getting really bad gas mileage. And I looked it up, and I looked on forums, and I Googled it, and I and I sat there and studied it for an hour to see if other people were having the same problem, and they were. Um, basically, the hybrid system can't compensate for it being a big SUV, and you're still not going to get really good gas mileage with it. So... 
um, it's you're still getting the same gas mileage that basically you would get anyway with the car. So it's just it's just not particularly a system um, that does anything better on on those Highlanders. But there is only one battery, in the, one battery in the car under the hood. The 12 there, volt battery. Under the hood, yeah, okay. And and um, thanks. I'll, I, I'm not my question I, or my comment that I wanted to make. Uh, do I still am I still online? Yes. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that back in the in the 50s, after the Second World War, a uh, professor at MIT uh, was interested in uh, uh, precision manufacturing, and he developed a system that allowed a, a, an order of magnitude improvement on the precision of uh, duplicate parts. In other words, you will want to be able to make every part identical so that uh, they all you, you can interchange them uh, under any circumstances. Anyway, uh, I, I think his name was Dreyfus, but he couldn't sell this to, in Detroit. He couldn't get anybody in Detroit to take, pick it up. And he went to Japan in the 1950s and 60s, and the Japanese adapted, adapted it. And that's why all the, the, the top-duration cars that you mentioned in the list were all Japanese, is because we weren't smart enough to pick up on the, uh, on the significance of what he had discovered. I just thought you might be interested in knowing the, some of the history of, of the Japanese, remarkable Japanese record of uh, high performance, or, or I should say longer durability cars. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thanks, uh, William. Thanks for the information. There's, there's actually, if, if you start researching it, you can find so much information about American car manufacturers and when they turned down good technology to be more reliable or when they refused to change with the times or where they're quoted as saying that they made stuff to break so that they could sell parts more parts and that sort of thing you can there's there's a lot of information on that and that's not not a good way to build a car so that's why that's some of the reasons why toyota and stuff is better because in their society they have a position of they have to build things up to top-notch quality or or they're they're ostracized so it's um it's a different standard uh in their society of the quality that they build their everything under and that goes for everything Japanese. Yes. Hey, Allison, he's, you know, he, he's exactly right, William. He's talking about Deming, you know, who went to Japan. And there's there's a great book in the early 90s, and he may have read it, and I'd recommend it to others. It's called The Machine That Changed the World. And it's about the Toyota production system and their precision. Um, they compared a plant in California that was a Toyota GM joint venture and another GM plant. The that, again, this plant? is the, it was the Numi plant they compared to a yeah. to a small car plant in Ohio. I think it was Lordstown at the time. Um, but it's, it's a great book, and it compares it. But it really goes through how Toyota really drives continuous improvement in all of their plants. And, and, it, and he's right. It's it's key. I mean, you look at, you know, the top plants in the world as far as their quality. You know, we're talking about these cars. And, you know, a lot of those Toyota plants, you know, it's both in the U.S., Asia, Europe, other places. But the consistency is it's Toyota, and they're just absolutely ruthless about you know, getting rid of waste and getting rid of defects in their products. 
I love this discussion. Thanks, William. We appreciate you calling in. Let's now go to Scott. Scott, thank you for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Yeah, I just had a quick question. Uh, I've got a uh, 2006 Silverado. It's been a really good truck. It's got the 4.3 in it. But uh, the upholstery inside of it is really starting to annoy me. It's coming down, and I don't know how to, what a good way is to repair that or get it fixed. Are you talking about the headliner? Yes. The, the headliner's come down. Well, it, it takes a lot of elbow grease. Um, this is another good question for Cube, so we might can get your information and get you in touch with him. But it's you have to scrub off all the old material. That that takes some time to do. And then what Q does is spray glue on with a spray gun and then uh-huh. put a new liner on there. So it's it's actually a little bit of a process for for headliners. But we can get you in contact with him for further questioning and answer those questions so better. You, so you actually have to pull the old down? Yeah, you take out the headliner. You take it because it's on like a um, like a board, and you take the the whole headliner out of the car. You take it out to do it. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, I appreciate that information. I, I also want to say that you're talking about long-lasting vehicles. This this vehicle I've got has got 353,000 miles on it. And wow. doesn't leak a drop of oil. No trouble at all. I would trust this vehicle to go anywhere in the world. Awesome, That's Scott. Fantastic. I'm so glad you're liking your 06 Silverado 4.3. Scott, I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get your information and get you in touch with a upholstery guy that we know that uh, either can hook you up or can give you some advice if you feel like this is something you could do yourself. So hang on. We are discussing car that can have their original owners have had for at least 15 years. We're taking your vehicle repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The vehicle we have for you this week is a 2021 Chevy Silverado with the diesel engine. You know, unlike some of the big heavy-duty trucks, this diesel is more about getting good fuel economy. Our truck with the big crew cab, four-wheel drive, gets 22 miles per gallon in the city, 26 on the highway. 
two-wheel drives and a shorter cab, and you get 33 highway. But it still has plenty of towing capacity, over 9,000 pounds in fact. Our LTZ package truck has a luxurious interior, touchscreen, dual-zone climate control, heated seats front and rear, cooled seats in the front, Bose audio, everything you want. Another cool feature has a power tailgate. One button, tailgate goes down, you can load your gear and power gate it right back up. So overall, a very nice truck. Base price for Silverado is under $29,000. This one fully equipped, $60,265. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Our guest today is Casey Williams. You know him. He's Auto Casey on YouTube, and we do his reviews on Autocorrect. Let's go to Alvin, who has called in from Columbus. Alvin, thanks for calling to Autocorrect. What is your comment or question today? I got a little bit. Since you're talking about old cars, I have an uh, 1992 F-150. I bought it new in Japan, and uh, I don't got 430-some thousand miles on that thing, but I'm having an issue with it now because I. Uh, I took it to the shop. It, w- it was dying on me. And then the guys determined that um, it was a injector seals. They were bad because he said something about that ethanol gas he put in that thing. The seals in it wasn't designed for the ethanol, and it was eating them up. And I took it out, and sure enough, it was coming loose in chunks. But before I did that, you know, I was doing all kind of other stuff, changing plugs, changing ignition modules and stuff like that. And then so now what the stupid thing is doing, I, I put an aftermarket ignition module in it. It burned up. The truck died on me. And so I went to the junkyard and got another one from that same model year. And it's working, but the thing don't run light right without hesitating and dying until the check engine light come on. And I, I, don't, I don't know what I did with that original ignition module on it. And I was trying to figure out what you guys think it would take to uh, remedy that? Um, That's something that would have to have the shop and diagnose it properly. You've gotten to a situation where you've been replacing things and you're not sure if they needed replaced. This is time to let a really good diagnostic shop uh, do that. So to go from there, I would try to test out that ignition module and see if that's where the problem is or see if it's wiring to it, perhaps, or something else is going on, and go from there. And uh, it's, it's possible you may can get an ignition module from Ford and get an original part for it instead of out of a junkyard or, or an aftermarket from, you know, from an auto parts store. So, um, but anyway, that needs to be properly diagnosed for, for function and see what's actually going on with the vehicle. 
Oh, okay, yeah, that, 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 that's what I, I figured I need to do for, like, I got all my old junk somewhere. I'm going to see it through it before I do that and see if I can find that original one that came out of it. So I, that's I a think good I idea. Have yeah. it somewhere and just try and put that back in and see if it works properly. Hopefully you can find that. that that's a good idea. Good luck with that, Alvin. We appreciate you coming in. And, wow, 430,000 miles. That's awesome. Allison, is that the most you've ever heard of in a, on a, on a, via, on a oh, regular no. passenger vehicle? No. Um, my dad had a Dodge Diesel Cummins that went over 500,000 miles. I've heard of the Nissan little hard-body trucks. I've heard of them going to a million miles and still pulling, still pulling loads and everything. Um, from you know personal experience of me getting out and, and talking to people about their cars and how long they last and, and that sort of thing. So yep, I've heard them even going further. Yeah, there have been there have been Volvos that have crossed three million miles, Mercedes, you know, diesels, especially the old diesels, you know, over a million miles. And and the low, and the high mileage vehicles tend to be diesels when you start getting you know closer to a million miles. Wow. Yep. All right. We had a gal call in who couldn't stay on the line has a 2019 Ford Focus that has a recall. She took it into the dealership. They said they don't have the part. What should she do now? Allison? Oh, well, we actually have a car in the shop right now. It's a 2018 that we're waiting on a part for. Um she's, she's going to have to search to find to find a company that may have that that part. Um so yeah, that's that's a tough situation. She's she's gonna have to do some some research and call every auto parts store and every every line that she can find to see if anyone can get a hold of the part for her. Remember, when you do have a recall, it, the repair and the part should be free. And you know, like Allison said, you know, call around for the part or call around to different shops or different dealerships to see if they can help you. Today we were talking about the iccars.com list of reliable cars that were 15 years model years older. Let's do one last one. Uh what about the the number 3 was the Toyota Tacoma? Uh, anything special about it or Casey, you pick one of the ones from the list. Anything you want to shout out about that you happen to like on this list of top 10 cars that vehicle owners have kept for 15 years or longer? I think the Tacoma is a good choice. You know, I was going to mention that, you know, three of these are truck based and you know, they've got full frames you know, really well built. And that Tacoma tends to be like the Nissan hard body that Allison mentioned. You know, they're, they're simple trucks. They're well-built trucks. Not, not a lot to go wrong on them. And they tend to be very, very durable. And then the new ones are a lot more sophisticated, of course, you know, a little bit larger. You get the crew cabs and all the crash avoidance systems on them. But, you know, those, those Tacomas from 15, 20 years ago have tended to last a very long time. Allison, do you have any other comment, comments? Uh, no, four through ten are Sienna, Tundra, CRV, Pilot, Forester, Forerunner, and Sequoia. Well, I don't get to work on them, like you said. <laughs> um, so that's my comment on that is, is that it's usually just maintenance that I'm doing or an inspection because it's fixing to go on a long drive just to make sure everything is safe 
on those cars, and I don't get to see them as often as I'd like. I'd like to. I, I have to work on the stuff that's breaking down. <laughs> Heidi and Janet, we got your emails, but we've run out of time, so I'll forward them to our experts, and we'll get back to you on your questions. Fast hour again. That's going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect. Jay White has done a great job today, and Michelle McAdoo is the best. Casey, thank you. We'll have you on again soon. Liz, thanks, Allison. Always a pleasure to hear your listeners. So for Allison Williams, Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect at 10, Saturdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.